it's a psyche project it's um march 6 2019 this particular episode we're going to have a segment on being fair and accountable to all for the next uh social media documentary the codification of sacramento then the following segment i go into human trafficking and then the final segment we look at law enforcement and using the camera as a de-escalation method all right the psyche project let's get into today's podcast it's a psyche project it's march 6 2019 it's about 6 a.m in the morning I'm having my bagel, peanut butter, and preserves, and I'm actually feeling much better today. <coughs> I um, I was able to gain some clarity. You know, at one point, I I said to myself. Why did I, why did I document the tragedy of the Trumps, you know? What was the value of, of documenting all that destructive behavior? Because it left me feeling empty and terrible as a human being. And it, what, was it just to document evil? the evil of others and the self-destructive nature of the human being to hedonistic um, attitudes I've already lived that life not not to that not to that death of, of, of the, not to that death but I'd, I'd lived that sort of drug addict behavior not to that death I'm, you know I don't think yeah, well, I know, I know for a fact I did not live it to that depth. I'm just, I, I understood the, and that maybe that's why I sympathize so much with Ivanka. I understood how, at some point, you have to make a decision to pull away, or you go deeper how your values can be twisted with this undesired, unusual craving. How your body can how your body and drug addiction can become your enemy. Every feeling feels good and essence becomes your in your moral your moral compass becomes so askew but I didn't come here to go down that alley I, <coughs> today I, I wanted to tell you I wanted to give you a better understanding of, of why the tragedy of Trump's had to occur our civil rights are being violated daily 
right? There are Pfizer warrants out there that are hiding the truth of the Trumps. But these Pfizer warrants, you know, they limit the they limit how media can work, how news can work. We are not a free press society anymore. We are not a free speech society anymore. We don't have freedom of the press. We don't have freedom of the speech. Freedom of speech. We don't have the right to petition. Because without knowing all the facts, you d cannot petition. And we don't even know if California is a state or a country. Come on. That's the essence of freedom of the press. We don't even know if we have an executive branch in place. That's the essence of the right to petition. I have to know what agency to petition. I don't even know if the agency exists. Agency, um, a branch of government is in place. I said agency. So, so the fundamental thing was to, to display the truth that they weren't giving us. Okay, now the truth is out there. Okay? So let's lift these Pfizer warrants. Give us back our freedoms. That's... Now that... You know, I, I wrote yesterday there was no honor in it. You know, <coughs> freedom and our civil rights, the fight for those, that is an honorable fight. And that's how I have to view the tragedy of the Trumps from now and, wh and why I undertook it. And that is the reality of it. You know, a lot of the Psyche Project I always thought was specific to, you know, I, I thought the civil rights violations were in psychocodification were specific to me. But truly, the civil rights violations and restrictions on freedom of the press and freedom of speech were already underway to limit the exposure to the drug-addicted behavior of the president. And then he seems to have furthered it. the psychic project and his uh, he wanted to embrace the psychic codification of myself never knowing he was psychic himself you know so that, that's one thing I wanted to say is that I, I, I've changed from, because, um, you know, our country has hidden, has many secrets. It's hidden from us over time. You know, there's always these 20-year time limits on events that they feel are, may be harmful to jeopardize, you know, jeopardize uh, the country. They've hidden secrets from us before. 
but those secrets never undermine the Constitution. And that's the issue here. You, you've hidden a secret from us, and to do it, you undermined everything in the Constitution. Or that Bill of Rights. You started being subversive to the Constitution to hide the president's drug addict behavior. Now something sounds very wrong there. To hide one man's drug addict behavior and to protect the ego and pride of the country, you would devalue the principles that the country is founded on and violate the everybody in the country. No, one man is not that great. His image can be tarnished and our country will survive. And that's why we delivered the truth. Let his image be tarnished so that all of us can shine bright again. Right now we are all degraded because our civil rights are violated. Lift the FISA warrants. Now this California thing, Let me speak to that as I go forth in the psychic cotter, the cotter, the cotter, <laughs> excuse me. Let me speak to the, the next social media. I'm going to take a day off. Today is going to be, you thought yesterday was a day off. I actually, I actually worked yesterday. <laughs> Today will be a delivery of a show, but I won't work uh, a social media documentary. I'll just deliver a show. But tomorrow, I will start the social media documentary, collecting the data, summarizing, and so forth, the codification of Sacramento. And here, overnight, I had another understanding. I had another another reality and actually came this morning you know it's, e it's so easy just to look at the community it's so easy just to look at the citizens and say ah oh, bad citizen bad community bad people but it is all the agencies, the law enforcement, Homeland Security, the federal agencies out here, they were the drug cartel. The law enforcement killed Michael Jordan. So you have to look at the agencies that were in place first.
these agencies have become these agencies have become so corrupted so morally there was a pornographic studio inside the main county jail okay okay i ain't witnessed that okay so we have a basis for understanding here that's how corrupt this community is not the community let me take that back how corrupt the agencies in the community parole and probation i walked into parole and probation when i when I, and i said to myself why are they all tattooed up like this maybe they are they all undercover or something <laughs> i just I, I just couldn't believe it and i'm speaking to uh by the way um wilbarn uh i don't know that, i don't know where, where she's probably incarcerated at, at this time but she had so many tattoos i was i was concerned you look like who you should look like <laughs> and i and i have to admit do i see tattoos as a sign of criminal behavior do i see tattoos as a sign of criminal behavior certain types of tattoos are a sign of criminal behavior the artwork that is displayed in a certain type of tattoo is a sign of criminal behavior that's been my experience okay are all tattoos criminal behavior no As I learned in prison, excuse me, as I learned in my unjust incarceration, you begin to tattoo check people. When you see them, you look and you identify and you say, oh, I know what this tattoo type of tattoo is from. You're from some sort of gang or you're from some sort of white supremacist activity. And that's just part of my experience. I started doing that. I started trying to read. Actually, let tattoo check is probably a better let's 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 put it in a more civilized manner. It's I started to read the tattoos that you were displaying to me. You're displaying them to me anyways. Let me read your tattoos. What is it you're trying to tell me? Especially if you get a whole lot at one time. What are you going through? that you decided to get all these tattoos at one specific moment in life. Somebody is trying to redesign you. That happens. I've seen that. I've seen that in Starbucks. I've watched them be redesigned. Get a whole sleeve of tattoos. Oh, you're being redesigned, huh? That redesign is for life, by the way. I want you to know that. Oh, let me get back on point. I'm sorry. I, on topic is that the Sacramento, the community, may have not stood a fighting chance. The Sheriff's Department, the Parole Department, the Police Department. Homeland Security, federal agencies. 
all of them. Subverted, became cartels and pushed drugs on the community. So now for the community to, to turn around and become subversive or remove names from a California peace officers, I th and this is what made me start thinking. Why would they do that? Well, their experience with law enforcement hasn't been that great. My experience, that's been 75, 25. I have a lot of law enforcement friends. I've had a couple of incidents that I think were borderline. That's with any job. And the greater country has experienced a tremendous amount of people. And this thing out here in California is unacceptable. Now, where is the federal agency? Well, the FBI, even the California FBI was corrupt. So what is causing all this corruption in Sacramento? And then you find the root of the evil. It's the drugs. The drugs and the potential money from the drugs. The drugs are viewed as power. The power is easily obtained through the drugs. So you have two prongs. You have the ability to control people through drugs, which, by the way, reached all the way into the White House. And I'll document some of that. And then, of course, you have psychic abilities coming through this community. <sighs> I'm not going to go too far, too, too far in depth on on the codification of Sacramento, but there's a tremendous amount of content and data points that have been collected and uh, it's going to be every bit as interesting as the tragedy of the Trumps and of value and I wanted the community to know that they will not be scapegoated That's what I wanted the community to know. Psyche Project closing. This is Psyche Project. I, I I just wanted to come back and make one 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 distinction. Yeah. Is that you know, while law enforcement, federal agencies and
parole and probation and sheriff departments and prison systems here in the Sacramento, the greater Sacramento region may have may have been corrupted. And, and they were indeed corrupted. The institution, the people that make up those institutions were the community. So it's hard to make the distinction between whether the community was corrupt or whether it was the agencies and institutions were corrupt. So what do you draw the line and say the community was so corrupt they corrupted the agencies or whether the agencies were so corrupt that they corrupted the community, right? I, you, we become, we get into this circular argument or which came first, the chicken or the egg? And, well, and, and I think th I think you have to go back and say, in the end, who who is responsible? Who take who becomes accountable? Who becomes responsible? And if you're in the community and you're not saying something, you're not sounding the alarm. You're working in a brothel. You're working in a situation where you know drugs are being transmitted, as in U USPS or, 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 or what I've just found out that Starbucks has been federally uh, indicted because people in working there had co-opted its network and started sending drugs. Now, you, you would see that as a smear, like Starbucks is, Starbucks is transmitting, Starbucks is uh, transiting drugs. No, it's the people that were involved in a few of the locations were transiting massive amounts of, uh, not what well, was said, marijuana, and I said drugs. And I said drugs because it was so, there's so much drug activity out here. It's hard for me to, you know, see that it could be just marijuana. <laughs> and by the way, if you own a franchise and you're sending marijuana, how how liable is Starbucks on the franchise? See, I I I got in a, and by the way, let me just kind of re-up this, is that. Not only were the federal agencies and um, federal agencies corrupted here, corporate cultures were corrupted in Sacramento. And I'm going to try to document. I have, I have, I have. I know USPS was pretty corrupt. I have lots of documentation on that. Drug storage itself was on many of the hotels. Brothels were. I have documentation on brothels in the hotels. I'm going to go into some of that. Um, and large hotels. By the way, Hyatt. Let's speak of one, um, so forth. Um, there's drug storage on the real Hyatt. I'm I'm very aware, and drug storage I believe on the interior of the Hyatt also. Um, I documented the the exterior, and I have brothels documented too. Um, so if you're working in that culture. Where do, where do you start to say, where's your responsibility to the community? Man, there's a brothel in this hotel. There's drug storage on the back of this hotel. I'm a sheriff. I work in the main county jail. 
there is a pornography there's a pornographic studio on the eighth floor when, when, when do I come become accountable to my job I'm a sheriff I work in immigration at at the federal building John C Moss building when do I become accountable to to crystal meth being on the side of the building I work at CalPERS when do I become accountable to to knowing that there's the budget's being used improperly and oh by the way there's this huge box of crystal meth out front that just kind of appeared You say if they didn't become accountable and speak out, then they're as a corrupt they're just as corrupt as the institution that they work for, and and in effect they become that in that corrupt institution. And who corrupted them? Is the institution corrupt, or is it the individual within that institution that you turned a blind eye to? You turned a blind eye to it, to the corruption. It's not my business. It's not my business. Somebody will report it. It's not my business. I, I think it's one thing to say, oh, my coworker, he, he, uh, he picked up, he took home a monkey, he took home a, a wrench from, from, from the job site. <laughs> or it's, it's, a, it's another thing when, when a, and I, I've done this, uh, recycled parts, right? They're supposed to go to a recycler. And I, when I say parts, recycled computer parts. Oh, that's, oh, that's a motherboard. I can use some of the memory off of that. Let's go into the recycler anyways. I'll just take it. I'll take it in and plug it into my computer. Let's go into the recycler anyways. Did that a real now. Nobody, nobody was going to use it. Okay, it's one th that's one thing. But it's another thing when an entire $100 million budget is disappearing. It's another thing when you have pornographic studios and women are... are in your in your building it's another thing when you have drug storage on the back of your building it's another thing when you have drug storage in your building okay you are implicit implicit that's a word you are complicit <laughs> you are going along how about that you are a party to the crime How's that? That's a better way to term it. You are a party to the crime. All right, I'm not going to go too far down there. I, I went very far. I wanted to be as fair as I could be to the community. Blame the agencies. But the agencies are comprised of the community. And by the way, the scale was so large you could not miss it. 
you missed it for a year. I missed it. Yeah. 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 I didn't really miss it. I was documenting it. It's true. The scale of the problem. I did. I did. I was right in the middle of it. I saw it at different angles. I saw it at different angles. And I delivered some of it in different ways at different angles. And I never tied it all together. The thread that stitches it all together, that is a very real comment. That's what the social media documentaries began to do. They began to be the thread that's stitching it all together. And it's singular. It's hard to understand the scale. But once you have the thread that stitches it all together, the subversion, the subversiveness, the criminal behavior, then you have scale and you can comprehend how corrupt it was. And still is. All right. It's the Psychic Project closing. It's the Psychic Project. It's March 6th, about 9.15 a.m. It's kind of chilly out here. 2019, by the way. That was kind of relaxing intro. I just made a significant long walk. And I wanted to go in depth. I had I wrapped up the last segment and I was talking about the corruption of corporate culture. I, I didn't really expand on it. I kind of just gave a little bit. And I wanted to go into some of the experience though. When I first, or let's just say early 2018, the hotels in this environment all seem overpriced. They all seem but the city, the city center hotels, the the core of the city. As I came into this environment, June, July, well, I did June, I began to notice that there were a lot of women, especially around the basketball games, basketball game time, that were out and about, that were unusual for Sacramento. Seen the words that come to mind this level of competition, this level of beauty in Sacramento. And you say to yourself, What? That that sounds so degrading and ogreish. But I'm just speaking to the fact that there just seem to be world class models, a lot of them in Sacramento. 
this is about the same, you know, I found that the pornography studios, I found a couple months prior to that that the pornography studios were in the jail system. Well, these, these women that were at these hotels were hostages by the jail system and were held in the region, told that they'd lay, they left, there would be charges or they had pending charges against them that held them to the pornographic studios in, I say region, but in the city. Then the hotels were basically brothels for the politicians. So you have all these X-rated film stars, I want to say pornographic stars, X-rated film stars, video stars, that are locked by the federal and local law enforcement into the city made to perform here in the city or you know basically trapped in the city and then they're also prostitution for the politicians and this is where they begin opening the politicians up to drugs gaining influence in the state capital now how long this had been going on it does it's not just a 2018 event this had been going on for some years this influence these events and this is why the hotels became brothels I didn't witness pornography studios in the hotels I did witness it in the jails um, I did witness drug storage in the hotels or out on the outside of the hotels so and I witnessed I witnessed the prostitution in and out of the hotel and you say you saw the exchange for money I didn't see the exchange for money I didn't see the exchange for money I'm just being clear and concise from the Sheraton I'll, I'll save it I'll save it for the I just wanted to document where we're going and the type of corporate culture that's been undermined here and particularly the hotels the women involved trapped by law enforcement trapped by law enforcement all right um i could go on that was that truth some of that truth was delivered from the side some of it i, I experienced it i experienced the eighth floor of main county jail um in person the side gave me some accounts of how the women were trapped so i could thread it together 
meaning the uh, pending charges or the charges that would not be removed unless they stayed and performed in Sacramento. I've witnessed the women. I even myself, I would be at Starbucks. I'm just give you an example. There would be a room, uh, I'm sorry, not a room. There would be a storefront. As I was walking, there would be a parade of women coming out of a storefront. As if I needed to select one. I was like, oh, it must be a model shoot or something here. They'd parade around the block and into the Starbucks. I said, this is incredible. Are you serious? And being a lover of beautiful women, as most men are. And then you, that's, that sounds ogreish because I find beauty in many different ways. They obviously didn't know who I was. <laughs> I, I, try to, I try to laugh and shrug and... But the seriousness of the events... I uh, I don't want to belittle, cause it's a hostage kidnapping. Human trafficking is where we are. This is the essence of the book clubs, and I'm beginning to believe the book may be word replacement for buyers club. I'm unsure. I don't have. I don't have. I don't have confirmation on that. Okay? Human trafficking. That's where we are. That's how this is. That's how this works. That's how it worked right here. And not on some small street with two or three street walkers. We are talking about institutionalized hostaging of X-rated film stars for an extended period of time. And I'm talking years. Now I'll summarize the rest of it in the codification of Sacramento. Psyche Project closing. It's a Psyche Project. It's March 6th. It's about 6.45 a.m. I'd usually be going into work about this time. Or, yeah, yeah, well, I can, it's work. <laughs> it's, it's work, right? Um, and you know I work from the Starbucks, so uh, that's my that's my office space. I am. This morning I I I, I um, I'm here. It's raining. It's raining a little bit harder than normal. It's waiting for the rain to pass. And I was listening um, to a debate about police brutality. And uh, these shooting deaths, especially the ones that are occurring 
um, it, it, it almost seems like I'm beating a dead horse. It's something that's been going on for two or three years. I mean, so many of them. And, and my thought is, and you're saying, oh, another thought. These, these, it's always a fleeing suspect or suspect confrontation where the officer feels threatened. Why doesn't this occur in other countries? Yeah, that's an obvious question, right? Let's look at a, let's look at a, um, a security force, a law enforcement uh, from a global standpoint. Instead of always just looking at solutions within the U.S., let's look at it from a global perspective. As if, instead of looking at us as leaders, because we are clearly not leaders anymore. Our models are not leading the way anymore. Whether it's morals, law enforcement, our models that we have in place are not effective in leading the way, especially in law enforcement. Whether it's drug education, whether it's solu solutions, period. We have to start looking at it from a global standpoint. We can't say, oh, maybe New York has um, broken windows or you know, one of these other communities has something different that we need to apply in our community. We have to step back and look at it from a global perspective. The solutions we have in our country are all bad. They aren't effective anymore, especially in law enforcement. Sacramento being so corrupt in the... <laughs> a perfect example. Actually, not a perfect example. The corruption of Sacramento, and I, I believe Chicago is going through some, something similar. Are it's just let's move on. Let's look at it from a global. You know when you, you know you're not going to say anything good about the situation, so you say let's look at it from a global standpoint. I look at London. I say we don't hear about these sort of deaths. Now that's not to say there's not racism in London. We have law enforcement that is not armed, but we also have an unarmed community. Uh, there, there may be a major, a major difference there. But something, something that country does have that I believe would allow law enforcement in the, in the United States is they have cameras everywhere everywhere now what does this do what does this do not only does it take does it take crime in the progress that go that's in progress you videotape cameras and and I know when you think of cameras you think of cameras on the corner stationary cameras well you know this is a new age we should be seeing cameras in the in the drones. 
we should be piloting these cameras around in drums. Cameras are no longer these stationary objects. Whenever there's a call, there can be a drone on top of it. And what is that? What does that do? What does that do? That brings accountability to that officer. You know, you you could assign a, a a drone and a car. They could be assigned as a team. Always an eye in the sky. Or, but let's let's look look back. Now that that not only brings accountability to the officer and takes weight off the officer you know we always have these cameras all over the officer and they complain about carrying around so much weight and batteries i totally understand totally understand carrying a backpack around all day i understand <laughs> but it also is a de-escalation if there's a camera on the scene with you if the officer feels threatened he can de-escalate by just moving away back from the scene without having to immediately respond in kind situation has become too tense i'm going to remove myself cameras on scene if if the suspect flees cameras already on drones on the scene Dragnet the suspect with superior forces and take him down. I am one. I don't think there's any one magic pill that's going to solve every, every scenario. But more cameras, especially in densely populated um, urban environments, yes. And for... The suburban environments, where it's not so dis densely populated, and cameras on corners are just not going to be as effective. Let's put drones on patrols with the car. Would the drone be up there for hours and hours at a time doing nothing? Probably. Probably. But it's that one time that he's not, that it becomes, and it becomes very effective. Another thing to do is we could always stationary, as, as by the way, just so you know, and I, 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 I haven't previously reported on this, there are two or three stationary objects in the sky over Sacramento. Um call them low altitude satellites and they are looking in on Sacramento okay um, and I, I mean that from a either a military I mean it's the immediate confirmation that you you I see two I think there I suspect there are three it's been so much cloud clever lately I see two immediately one brightly lit over uh, the downtown area, the other not so, but it's not a star. It's it's definitely an object there staring down on the community. Um,
you know, if, if we're if if we're going to look for real solutions, issues like privacy out in the open, we have to, we have to we have to say okay. Well, if we want that check and balance, right? If we want a check and balance on law enforcement, then we also have to have the reality that that check and balance is on the human being itself or the citizen himself. Because the same check and balance that can be applied to law enforcement can be applied to the citizen. So we have to be comfortable and negotiate that, that little privacy as we move around our community. Oh, well, that, they could be following me. But guess what? I'm a citizen that's not corrupted. I'm, I, I'm not doing anything wrong, so follow me all you want. I, 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 I'm, I, I'm, not, I'm not a criminal behavior citizen. I have no issue with you following me. I'm not criminal behavior minded in any way. And then you say, well, you're a certain demographic. I'm following you because your actions are, you know, you, 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 try to, you try to play it out. How, how could the technology be used to quiet a rebellion or quiet dissent in some way? You try to play it out as crudely as you can to see how I think I think it applies a check and balance the the additional cameras on low altitude satellites that could look in on police officer stops. It's either that or drones. Stationary cameras, just a ring of stationary cameras around a suburban environment, just are too spread apart to uh, address the issues. So. And you say, well, don't we have that now with helicopters? Helicopter's not used on every stop. All right. So, so what was my answer? Um, or what was my take on police shootings and brutality? My take is if we put more cameras out there, as they have in the UK, I think we'd have a de-escalation path for the officer. And that would be if the officer wasn't criminally minded. I'm, I'm thinking the officer is not criminally minded. I think if the officer is reacting in fear and oversteps each time. Okay? So that... If we give him a de-escalation through camera, then I believe that that's a solution worth, worth looking into. All right, the psychic project closing. This is the psychic project. I just wanted to make sure I was able to summarize my thought, right? I kind of did it there in the end, but I wanted to make sure view the camera as immediate de-escalation, right? When, when the officer knows he's accountable to the camera, 
it almost de-escalates the events, right? But I believe when an officer feels threatened, my belief is when an officer feels threatened and he knows the camera's above him, it's not for him not to react in a in a in a in in kind, but it gives him the ability to say the subject the, the suspect's not going to get away or right I'll just retreat it gives him the option to retreat right now the officer feels if he feels threatened he feels like he must respond in kind and sometimes it may not be a life-threatening situation or like one event I saw a man was running across a field he was gonna get away he got shot in the back well if the officer didn't feel the need to chase if there was a drone overhead didn't need to feel the check didn't need to feel the need to chase other otherwise this call for backup the drone has him let's encircle him you see it gives him the option of saying I'll call for backup I don't have to chase the man down and shoot him and it's, it's a lot of these chase and shoot scenarios or chase and kill in this case put a drone on and you're saying what's a drone going to do at night infrared I mean right okay I just view camera de-escalate situations I noticed that people act significantly more responsible when they're on camera and whether that's the officer or rather that's the the citizen the the community uh person the i say suspect but that w that, that presumes that he's guilty and it, he may just be uh, a neighbor they got pulled over and in one case, a neighbor could just be moving a gun. Oh, this is, I'm presenting this gun to you that I have. Or, or I'm telling you where a gun is. I don't want to be shot. <laughs> so, and especially coming from a state like Texas where I'm from. Um, after, after living through, and that, you know, here's another thing. Here's a, here, but here's another curveball where we're different globally. I come from a, having lived through these events here in Sacramento and coming from Texas, I support gun laws, right? I mean, I don't, I don't support, <laughs> I support gun ownership. Let's, let's put it that way. All right. Um. Here is the perfect example of a rogue government. Not only rogue government, 
uh, law enforcement. We have corrupt law enforcement. We have corrupt federal agencies. We have an entire corrupt system. And we, in California, they've unarmed the citizens to a point, and the citizens aren't united in any way in identifying, and then they become complicit in the drug trade. They don't, they, they don't see any value in rebelling against the corruptness. Actually, they, 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 they see gain um, as they become corrupt themselves and drug addicted themselves. I've kind of totally went off, went, off, went off base here, so I'm going to pull back. Uh, I was on camera de-escalation, and then I, I went on to um, gun ownership which its originally intent was to ensure that government agencies never overstep and the right to bear arms to protect your home from corrupt government agencies. So yeah, I believe in the right to bear arms. And um, I believe in camera de-escalation for law enforcement. And that's, that's the two things I wanted to come back and check. Project. This is you project. I wanted to come back and make since we were on the, the subject of law enforcement. Um, I wanted to come back and make one note. You know, I had been pro marijuana, right? You know, if you have a size security issue, I was pro marijuana, and I and, and when I got out, I used it during a stressful time with my father. I would not take that chance, especially in a celebrity, celebrity, or um, mogul or person of significant um, a person that is in political power, celebrity, or, or mogul, or a person who just doesn't want to be violated, because the possibility. Of marijuana being laced with crystal meth until it is until it is legalized but and, and and goes through the FDA process the chance of it being used to hurt yourself and people to manipulate who you are it's just too great it's just too great and I'm too aware now now that I'm aware of it I, I wouldn't do it and even, even if it's done by the FDA, it's just like having a drink. You would want to pour your own drink, right? You would want to pour your own drink. Even when it's approved, I would, I would go buy it. I would never smoke anybody else's unless, you know, I, would, I, I was comfortable with them. Or they were family or something. I'd, it's, it's, it's like giving somebody a Mickey. That's how it should be prosecuted. Spraying crystal meth on marijuana? You know, the word abysmal? That, that's terrible. 
and then which can happen once you're under and it's not just it's what can happen once you're under the addiction of crystal meth now that's the real scary thought once you're opened up and under the addiction of crystal meth I can do real harm to you as a person Now they can try to move the, dis the drug discussion to opioids all they want. And it may be a problem, but the true problem that I have witnessed is crystal meth. And the resurgence of crack cocaine. They've got you chasing the ball with opioids and the biggest monster out there is crystal meth um, so my thoughts on, on on marijuana that's my thoughts I'm 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 not saying I wasn't pro at one time but knowing the full ramifications of what's going on in our society and how, I'm anti. I'm anti. Until the FDA is approving it, I am anti-marijuana. Now, when they approve it and I go straight to the store and buy a zip bag of it from somebody, I can, I, 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 and it's FDA approved on the side of it, I can start to think about it. And even then, I would only, I would only unless I purchased it, I would only do that. You, I just, you open yourself up to becoming a victim. I will not be victimized. The Psyche Project.